Good morning. I'll add my, my greeting of Happy Mother's Day as well. Would you pray with me? Father God, we're going to open your word now, and I would ask that your word would speak to us. Give us a word of encouragement this day. For it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. So, um, I've done a bunch of Mother's Day sermons, and I'm running out of mothers in the Bible to do. And so Pastor Howard said to me, well, why don't you do Ruth and Naomi? I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. I love the book of Ruth. I know some of you might not be as familiar with it. I'm going to give you a little summary so you don't have to read the whole thing, although it's only four chapters, so you might want to. Um, the book of Ruth. To start out, a woman by the name of Naomi and her husband, uh, were in Judah, there was a famine, so they took their two sons and they left and went to Moab, which was a neighboring country, across the Dead Sea, um, to escape famine. She and her husband and their two sons, who eventually married two Moabite women, uh, lived there for about 10 years. Unfortunately, tragically, Naomi lost her husband, and then her two sons also died. Her daughter-in-law, Ruth, decided that she would come with Naomi back to Judah. Um, and this was not a small deal. Um, a Moabite coming back, coming to Israel with somebody who wasn't technically her family anymore because Ruth's husband had died. This was a big deal. While in Judah, uh, God worked on an amazing plan because God's timing is always perfect. He brought them back at exactly the time of harvest. And we'll see why that's important in a few minutes. He brought them back at the right time, to the right people, in the right circumstances. And it's just a huge encouragement, the book of Ruth, that God really does have a plan for each and every one of us. So the only other one thing that you need to know about this book is a little technical term from Deuteronomy chapter 25. And that is the term kinsman redeemer. If you haven't heard that term, it's kind of an old um, Israelite custom where if a man dies, uh, a close male relative, whether it's a brother or a cousin or you know, whatever, a close male relative is supposed to marry his wife and therefore carry on the family name. And that person is often referred to as a kinsman redeemer because they are redeeming usually land and property and the name and having children to carry that on. So that's the only other thing you need to know about the Book of Ruth. We'll get into it. I'm going to read a couple of small vignettes here and there. Um, but it's a cool little book that I definitely recommend that you read. The story of Ruth and Naomi teaches us so many things, but for the purposes of today, it teaches us that moms, and in this case, mom-in-laws, which are also moms, um, teach us three things. They teach us perseverance, wisdom, and faith. Perseverance, which I'm also going to call grit, the ability to keep on keeping on, wisdom and faith. So the first one, Moms teach us to persevere in challenging circumstances, which again, can be called grit. For Ruth and Naomi, the challenges were many. 
famine, living in a foreign country, first in Moab, and then Ruth coming back and living as a foreigner in Judah. Deaths of husbands and sons, no way to provide financially for themselves because at that time, women could not own property solely. And they had to travel back to Bethlehem and rely on the townspeople, having been gone 10 years. They didn't know how they would be received. They didn't know if their neighbors would shun them or how they were going to even subsist. They would have been considered socially damaged goods because um, their, their husbands had died and Ruth herself had had no children in 10 years, so she would have been called barren. Um, and she would have been considered damaged goods. Nobody would want to marry her. And yet, something about Naomi, something about Ruth's mother-in-law, despite the tragedy, something about Naomi causes Ruth to want to leave her home country and her family and follow her. And so I'm going to pick up the story in the first chapter of Ruth, um, Ruth 1, 16 through 18. Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So something about living with Naomi and her sons and, and the Israelite customs that this Moabite woman was exposed to for 10 years compelled her to go, I'm gonna go wherever you go. And whatever that means for us, if we go and we start to death, that's okay, I'm gonna be with you. This kind of loyalty and love is remarkable. For our day and time about grit or perseverance, I just want to say, moms are really superheroes. We don't wear capes, but we are. Think about this. The average mom grocery shops, cooks, cleans, does mountains of laundry on repeat all the time. Serves as a full-time taxi, helps with schoolwork, keeps tracks of doctors and dentists' appointments, does love and discipline, gives advice, often has a job outside the home, and teaches us about prayer and loving God and obeying God. And generally makes us, hopefully, good people. And that list was before COVID. Yeah. Think about the additional weight on moms over this last 15 months. They became full-time school teachers and full-time workers and full-time moms, and the mountain of laundry persisted. The anxiety and stress on top of the normal responsibilities has just been crushing. But moms do what moms do, which is that they keep going. They keep on keeping on. They embody perseverance. And they hold on to faith and hope, even on the darkest days. 
And so by their example, we get to persevere with them. So the first thing moms teach us is perseverance or grit. The second thing is how to make wise decisions and how to navigate the world. We call this wisdom. For Ruth, in our story, Naomi teaches her how to work hard. She had never had to work in the fields before. That was a man's thing, but she had to work. How to interact with the women co-workers that she found in the fields and keep herself safe from the male farm workers who could have taken advantage of her. Ruth learns who is worthy of her trust and loyalty and affection, like Boaz, the kinsman redeemer. And although it's not specifically detailed, I like to think that the main reason Ruth decides to accompany Naomi back is her way of life, this compelling presence about her. Just the way Naomi navigated life's challenges with wisdom. So again, I'm just going to read a little section from Ruth uh, in chapter 2, starting in verse 10. And this is uh, Ruth uh, interacting with Boaz in his field the first, for the first time. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She exclaimed, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. How when you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. For our day and time, it's interesting, I have done a lot of studying on how people learn. Um, part of my dissertation uh, for my doctorate was how people actually cognitively process information and store it, and it was fascinating. Anyway, but just generally, there have been academic studies that show that more knowledge is caught rather than formally taught. Anybody who's ever been in a classroom knows this to be true. <laughs> Students and children learn by watching and modeling what they see. Their behavior becomes an imitation of their teachers I was thinking about this in my own life, and I really honestly sat down and said, is there anything that I have really learned that I did not learn from my mother? I really couldn't come up with anything. She taught me how to cook, how to sew, how to do laundry. She taught me the value of female friendships, the importance for caring and loyalty to family members. She taught me about fashion and what colors go with what other colors. <laughs> Something to say. <laughs> she also taught me her fun sense of humor and her fun sense of adventure. She taught me the value of hard work, of good grammar, and how to treat other people. Like I said, there's scarcely anything that I can think of that my mother did not influence in me. 
as I went off to college, and I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but I heard my mother's voice in my head directing me on what to do and what not to do. Just saying. I'm sure it's the same for many of you. Whether your moms are still physically present with you or not, their influence is immeasurable and long-lasting. See, that's the opportunity of Mother's Day, I think. Some cynical people would say that it's a Hallmark Company-created holiday. That's fair. But I think it's also the great opportunity to just sit and reflect on all that your mother has taught you and to express gratitude for that. Because the mountains of laundry persist. So the third thing that moms teach us is the value of trusting in God's plans, even when we don't know the future. So the shorthand word for this is faith. So grit and wisdom and faith. For Naomi and Ruth, when they return from Moab to Bethlehem, yep, that happened. They have no idea, if anything, what is in store for them. They don't know how they'll be received. They don't know if they will be allowed to glean, to get just wheat, to make bread, to eat, and survive. Yet, like I said, God specifically brings them back at exactly harvest time. To the right place, to the right field, to the right people. And to me, that's just one of the most beautiful things about the story, because Naomi didn't know what the specifics would be, what it would look like, but she trusted in God in the middle of uncertainty. And Ruth trusted and was loyal to Naomi. She wanted to go mom's way. She said, where you go, I'll go. Where you die, I'll die. It's often only when we have the perspective of looking back that we see all the ways that God intervened, in big ways and small ways, that we couldn't or didn't see at the time. People used to call that 2020 vision, and you know, hindsight's 2020, but the year 2020 has made me just like exercise that phrase from my brain. Like, no more 2020. So when you don't know what's in front of you, you have to trust in God. That's faith. Trusting is that God is good and that he has a plan and he will make a way where there seems to be no way. Hundreds of years before Ruth and Naomi would need them, God established rules to instruct Israelites how to treat widows, orphans, and foreigners within your gates in Leviticus 19. Ruth checks in all three boxes. She was a widow, she was without her parents, so therefore was an orphan, and she was a foreigner. She was from Moab. She lost her husband and family, and she was destitute. But God provides for that. God thought of that way in advance. He had a plan for it. And he did it in a way that wasn't just a handout. It required the foreigner to work with dignity. See, they would have people plow their fields, but they would leave the edge of their field unplowed, and then the poor and the widows and the orphans could come behind and glean for free 
and take whatever they could home to bake bread to live. God made that rule and put it in his law hundreds of years before Ruth and Naomi needed it. God's law not only provided food and shelter, he provides this kinsman redeemer idea that I spoke of. He knew that Naomi and Ruth would need more than just bread to survive. And in fact, Boaz meets Ruth, Ruth works in his field, and they end up getting married. And we, in our you know, 21st century world, like to make this a big like romance Hallmark movie story. Um, I think there was a little bit of that, but it was more that Boaz was an honorable man who wanted to honor God. And he said, I am the closest living relative. They tried one other, but it didn't work. I am the closest living relative, and I am going to marry her. And they have a son at the end. So there is a happily ever after ending to this. And that son's name is Obed. You probably don't know Obed so well, but Obed had a son named Jesse. And then Jesse had a son named David. Oh right, King David. And through the generations after that, that was the line, the line of Judah, that Jesus comes from. So this Moabite woman who knows nothing about what she's gonna get when she gets to Israel becomes the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. Only God could do that. Because you couldn't plan that. They trusted in God when they didn't know that there would be a happily ever after ending. It's easy for us to look at this and go, oh, that's really good. But what about us? I know there have been moments in my own life in the last 15 months where I'm like, when is it gonna end, Lord? When am I gonna be able to see my family? When can we go without masks? But we have to trust, and I had to remind myself on those days, that we can't always see what God is doing and how God is working all things out for the good of those who love him, Romans 8, 28, 29. We don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future, God. We know that God loves us and wants what is good for us. We know that God is a God of justice and mercy and he's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. God describes himself this way over and over in the Old Testament. I am slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Hebrew word for that is hesed, that steadfast love, the love that never changes and never falters, hesed. This story has so many lessons for us, we could be here all day. One of which is that this steadfast love, this hesed, doesn't necessarily come as a result of being related by blood. 
Ruth was a Moabite, and yet she saw how Naomi loved and trusted God, and that taught her to love and trust God. She chose to conform her life to the will of God through the obedience that comes through faith. Another lesson is that of the unexpected. The person in the story that best reflects Hesed is Ruth. She's a Moabite woman. Think about who in your life has been this kind of positive influence. It might be your mom, could be your stepmom, your grandmother, an aunt, or even a friend's mom or grandmother. Whoever it is or was, they are part of the working out of God's plan of blessing in your life. Part of the way God blesses us is by giving us women who are positive influences. Like Naomi, they can teach us grit, perseverance, hard work, wisdom, and faith. They can point us towards God's way of living by having faith and trusting when we don't know the future. Pastor Howard read um, Proverbs, and he ended with the kind of more well-known Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This is the favorite passage of a dear, dear friend of mine from seminary. So I'm going to read just a snippet of it again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. It's such an encapsulation of the Ruth and Naomi story. But I asked my friend, I'm like, well, why is that your favorite verse? And she said that it's a reminder that the Lord's ways are higher and better than ours. He sees things that we can't see, and he knows things that we can't know. So she said to me, trusting him is kind of a no-brainer. It's the only logical thing to do. She said, if I had to navigate my own life in my own wisdom, instinct, and experiences, I'd be lost. And so ever since then, whenever I reread that passage, I think of her and I think of that conversation, and I said, yeah, that's, that's really the only thing that makes sense. God is good. Follow God. It's true for her, it's true for Ruth and Naomi, and it's true for us. See, we belong to a loving, faithful, and powerful father who has never failed to care and provide for his children. Like Ruth and Boaz, we are called to respond to that divine grace in faithful obedience, in spite of the challenging times we face. If you have learned resilience, perseverance through hard times, how to work hard and navigate relationships, and fashion tips, <laughs> and if you have been pointed towards God from a mom-like figure in your life, thank God for that. She is or was one of the many Hesed blessings of God to you. Pray with me. God, 